When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Or call 877-GO-LATHEM. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, five minutes after five o'clock. It is cold outside. It is the 12th day of November, and I swear, feels a whole lot more like January. I don't think things are going to change. We'll be talking weather with Stu Muck in just about 15 minutes or so. For today, partly sunny, but deceptively cold. 18 are expected high. Overnight low tonight, down to 7. Tomorrow we warm up to about 27 degrees. Now they tell me we've got another chance of snow in the forecast by tomorrow afternoon. Thursday, sunshine and 31. Friday, sunshine and 34 degrees. We do get back up near 40 on the weekends, but more precipitation in the forecast. Like I said, Stu's got our weather details. You know that coming up in about 15 minutes. If you own livestock, again this year it's going to be a challenge trying to secure good quality hay for those dairy cows. Hay in general for any livestock, and the price is going up. That's according to Dr. Dan Undersander, University Extension Retired Ford Specialist. Josh got a chance to visit with him. And Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, joining us live via Skype before 6. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success, like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, they care about your community like you do. They believe the communities that support their athletes are the true champions. Visit RuralMutual.com slash WIAA to learn how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The state legislature, in its biennial budget, has $8.8 million set for a state dairy innovation hub. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. We've talked some about the development of how things are going with that dairy innovation hub. We talked with a legislator, and a couple of weeks ago we talked with the Dean of Agriculture at UW River Falls. UW River Falls, UW Platteville, and UW Madison are all part of that dairy innovation hub. And Reba, we're about to get an update about how the folks at UW Platteville are looking at things. Yes, we are, Scott. This is Reba McClone at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And as you said, we're continuing to monitor how the three UW campuses or agricultural campuses are working towards the Dairy Innovation Hub. And yeah, we heard from River Falls a couple weeks ago about their portion of the nearly $9 million that's going to be invested into this. And today, Pam is going to update us on the arrangements that UW Platteville is making for their contribution to the project. 
So the idea of a dairy innovation hub is nothing new for staff on the UW-Platteville campus. Dr. Dennis Shields, their chancellor, along with Dr. Tara Montgomery, one of the professors on campus, have been working literally years pulling together ideas on what a dairy innovation hub might look like, what it might be able to do for the state of Wisconsin. I had a chance to visit with them both recently and asked the chancellor to explain the chemistry that brought the Platteville group and ideas together. Anything successful on a campus is generally driven by a passionate member of our faculty. And we have Professor Tara Montgomery, who you hear from. They brought this to me and said, we've been working with these two other institutions to make this happen. We've thought this through. Our role is then to engage our elected officials and help work it through and, and turn their vision into a reality. And that's what we did. But the real inspiration of it comes from the people who hands-on do it. You made a very good point today about something we all need to remember. Some of our universities like Platteville, like River Falls, that are engaged in this process, although agriculture might not be our bragging point right now, economically speaking, you are training the next neighbors in rural communities, the next employees for those rural agribusinesses and farms. That, that's right. And nothing has driven that point home more to me than visiting uh, 30 or 40 communities in this region of the state to get connected to them, to hear, them, hear from them what their needs are, and also be impressed by how much they love this place and how important they think it is. And we reconnected with them. Uh, uh, this Dairy Innovation Hub is a direct result of the connections we have throughout this region with the farmers, with the industry, to make this happen. Excellent. Dr. Uh, Chancellor Dennis Shield from UW-Platteville. Now, Dr. Tara Montgomery, let's talk a little bit. When did this uh, bulb go on over you guys' head that, hey, by working together, River Falls, Madison, Platteville can contribute to moving Wisconsin agriculture, specifically dairy forward? How did this all get started? Boy, how did it get started? It's been going on for a long time. We've been talking about how our curriculum um, matches, where it overlaps. You know, when we started the dairy science major, we reached out to the other schools and we said, is there room in the state for another major focused on dairy? And they said, heck yeah, there definitely was. And so that kind of started the conversation because we said, if we're going to be focusing each of our schools on a different part of the dairy industry, what does that look like to be able to then say the robotics that we're doing here, how does that benefit River Falls? How does that benefit Madison? So we're not all doing the same thing, but we're still contributing to the overall industry. And that was really something that we wanted to do. And so we started talking about what should that look like? And it's been through many iterations and we've had the the, the benefit of UW System, President Ray Cross was on board with yep. wanting to see something move forward, Representative Trannel, Senator Markline, right. they were all very excited about it and I think it was their piece of it that really helped make sure that the, the regional schools had, a, had yeah. an equal or at least reasonable uh, part of it because we don't we don't do research here on a regular basis, but we have the capacity, we have the knowledge, we have yeah. the, the certainly the interest, um, and so we're we're helping to build that capacity. So, well, what is in it? In some ways, it's because we do hands-on teaching right. mm -hmm. that our graduates can go right out and add value to whatever enterprise they're involved in. Yeah, right. Well, and you've got the, like you said, the tools, the facility, infrastructure here to go in a direction. So what does that look like for Platteville then, Tara? We've got the 8.8 .8 now that's been allotted in the budget. What does Platteville's piece of that look like? 
<clears throat> Excuse me. So the first year we have 240000 and then after that it's about $1.8, $1.9 million mm -hmm. that we're going to be able to have faculty, we're going to be able to have research fellowships, we're going to be able to have postdoctoral teaching fellows, as yep. well as some research funding to be able to help with our labs and with the farms. Yep. We're looking at it through very holistic. This is going to transform our university, not just the dairy piece. We're looking at the engineering piece. We're looking at business. We're looking at human resources. We're looking at Hispanic outreach. We're looking at social sciences. We're wanting to diversify what we're doing on campus so that we're not just bringing in the best and the brightest from Wisconsin, but from all over the nation, potentially even all over the world. They tend to stay here. Then they're going to be training the students who are regional, who want to stay in the state, and they're going to be the best and the brightest beyond what we even can think of right now. Right. And they're going to help to transform what we're doing now and into the future because there are things that we haven't thought about yet. Right. And those next students, yeah. those next kids, yeah. they're going to be able to help us think about those things. I think there are farmers, though, that say, okay, but what are you going to do for me now? Do you have a short-term goal in mind or goals? Where are you going to target uh, that first $240,000, is it tangibles? And I don't mind about staff, but what's that staff going to be doing, Tara? So the very first thing we're going to be doing is replacing our robotic milkers because we need to be able to showcase that technology. Um, the, the farmers who utilize that technology aren't doing it because it's necessarily going to increase the value of their milk or anything like right. that, but it increases the value of their life. And we want to be able to do that. We want to give them more opportunities to do what they want to do, to be able to interact with the industry the way they want to interact. So that's a huge piece of it. The other piece that's going to be niche and sort of has been niche for us is dairy goats and dairy sheep. Yeah. Um, so it was great being able to, to see and talk to Anna. Um, but that's something that's really a uh, passion you know, for me personally and also something that's really big in this area. And we need to do more in terms of research and be able to help those niche areas. We do amazing work in um, agroecology. So we already are doing some amazing things here. So we want to be able to get some research staff to help them take the data that they're already collecting and turn it into something that the farmers can use immediately. So in Lafayette County, we've got LASA. Grant County has a stewardship um, alliance that they're, they're right. starting as well. And so we want to be able to get that data to them so that they can use it for policy. They can be able to use it to make changes on their farm. Right. And so those are just some some right now kinds of yeah. things. Yeah. The other thing we're looking at doing is is putting a cheese plant at Pioneer Farm so that we can help some of the smaller um, niche areas and also some of the local farmers who want to take what they have. Maybe they have a two cows and they yeah. want to be able right. to bottle their right. own or make their own cheese. And so we want to be able to grow some of our rural communities by doing some of those things. So some of it's staff and some of it is going to be infrastructure. Right, 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 which both are necessary. So what's the response been? I assume that it's not just the staff on campus or the, the chancellor that are working at this. Have you been vetting it with some of the farmers that might be advisories to this campus? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, there's a lot of excitement. Uh, we had a, a, an opportunity at World Dairy Expo to talk to some of our alumni, mm. and it has gone <laughs> over really, really well. So people are super excited. Um, this weekend we have our Pioneer Dairy Club sale and there's people who are coming just so that they can hear us talk about what are what's coming, what's what's happening, you know, at the university and what are we gonna be doing. 
Um, we have the benefit of having some local producers who've been on task force, who've been on the board for PDPW and for DBA. Um, we've been talking with uh, the Cheesemakers Association to say, what can we do to help local farmers, but what can we do to help you know the rural communities as yeah. well? Um, and again, not just on the, the specific you know cow side of things, but looking at engineering, looking at that uh, water quality, looking at our social sciences and things like that. Well, we're off to a good start, Chancellor. It sounds like you've got a great staff keeping an eye on the ball, so to speak, as we get started down this dairy innovation hub path. I, I'm always amazed at the energy and passion that Tara has for this work. That, that's why it works. Dr. Dennis Shield, a very engaged chancellor at the University of Wisconsin at Platteville, and Dr. Tara Montgomery on the front line of putting together the final plans for the nearly $9 million investment we now call the Dairy Innovation Hub. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Unleash your inner geek at the largest arcade in Wisconsin, Geeks Mania. Hundreds of the most wanted vintage vids and pins, plus the best new games and the largest six-person X-Men game in the galaxy. Book your corporate event or birthday party in the Namco or the new Nintendo room online at GeeksMania.com. Every birthday child gets a free comic book at Geeks Mania, Odano Road, across from Rust Arrow Kia. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday till midnight. Pay one price, play all day. Unleash your inner geek at Geeks Mania. Learn more at GeeksMania.com. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. The value of your tractor is only as good as the dealer support it's backed by. And at Ziegler Ag Equipment, we're behind you every acre of the way. We don't just give you a product or a service. We give you our word, and we stand behind the brands we carry. Dependable brands like Fent, Challenger, Rogator, Interrogator, Massey Ferguson, and more. For information on all our products and service offerings, work with your Ziegler Ag sales rep or visit us online at zieglerag.com to see our inventory of new and used machinery. Filling your daily quota of cows and sows, it's the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 519 as we get rolling on another very sub-zero, icky, chilly start to a Tuesday morning. Hey, want to quickly congratulate Brad Paff. Uh, he was our Wisconsin Ag Secretary designee and now has been named the Director of Business and Rural Development at the Department of Administration. So, so glad that Brad is still going to be able to help Wisconsin agriculture. This weather is not helping many out there this morning. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Man, buddy, I mean, this, we're already breaking records this morning for all the wrong reasons, huh? 
Yeah, that's it. I'm looking. Just Madison popped up for me. Our record low for today would be seven degrees. Got that beat. Mm, already, already. And it's not necessarily, it's going to take a little while before this turns around at all. Yeah, it's not going to warm up in a real big hurry, but there is a good sign. I mean, I'm looking here toward uh, the later part of this week, and I think those temperatures do improve. I've already started to make a couple of plans. What do I need to get done outdoors? Because it is going to be a little more mild, and we aren't going to have another big snowstorm in the way here or threatening as we head toward the end of the week. Today, we have high pressure just sliding off to the southeast, and that's why we'll have another glorious sunny day. Sunglasses, here we come. It should be a beautiful-looking day if you're out and about. The only precipitation even close is some lake effect activity off of Lake Superior and off Lake Michigan in upper and lower Michigan. Not a real concern for us unless you're way off in that northern edge of Wisconsin. Otherwise, a drier day. Low pressure, call it a clipper, will zip in out of the northwest. That's going to mean some more clouds developing even late tonight and certainly into Wednesday, the chance of snow. Some light snow developing Wednesday, most likely afternoon and evening. An inch or two of accumulation, most likely all that we'll see. Then that clipper zips through. And when you normally think that reinforces that cold air and brings that next wave of, of Arctic weather, I don't think it's going to happen quite that way. In fact, on toward Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we start pushing back up toward the 30s, even mid or upper 30s as we start heading toward Friday and Saturday. It's a possibility there'll be a 40 in Wisconsin, most likely at La Crosse, and quite possibly at Madison here as we get into the weekend. Just a little more mild air. Of course, you know as it warms up, or if not Saturday night or into Sunday, a little rain-snow mix becoming a possibility again. I'll check the forecast details right after this. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you and wishing you a safe and bountiful harvest. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Your local FS is member-owned, and that means when you buy our flagship brands like FS Envision and FS High Soy, you're actually buying seed from yourself. And you wouldn't sell yourself anything but the best, would you? In field after field, FS brands are out yielding the competition. Talk to your local FS crop specialist about Envision corn or high soy soybean seed today. At harvest, you'll be glad you did. Envision and high soy are available exclusively at your local FS member company. All righty, 523. Go ahead, Stu. Uh, I wish you could kind of skip ahead to Friday and Saturday, but we got a few <laughs> days in the middle. Oh, uh, what I want to talk about today, because it'll be sunny. I like sunny days, and we have a nice sunny day in store today. Upper teens around 20 is what I really expect we deal with. Yeah, we have wind chills in there, and they're in the below zero range this morning, so bundle up. Northwest winds today, they become west later on about 5 to 10. Clouds develop through the nighttime. That should keep us from really dropping down, but even then, single digits, I'd say high single digits overnight. That's above zero, and south winds will be around 5 to 15. It's cloudy Wednesday toward the afternoon, and certainly by evening, some snow developing. Oh, we'll still be in the mid or just upper 20s on Wednesday, south winds 
winds 5 to 15, even gusting to 25. Some snow into the nighttime Wednesday, an inch or two, and I expect already by Thursday back to mostly sunny. Low 30s for highs with the northwest winds at 5 to 10. So it starts improving, Pam, and sounds a lot nicer Thursday, Friday, certainly into Saturday. I'll give you that. If we get a little sunshine, at least it makes it feel better, even if it's not, honestly, better temperature-wise outside. We'll keep our fingers crossed for later this week. Yeah, and enjoy that sun today all you can. Yep. All right. See you later, buddy. Thanks. You bet. See ya. Stu Mux, our ag meteorologist with weather details this morning. In La Crosse, you're starting off nine above on the thermometer, two below as far as what you feel. Mauston, same situation. Seven degrees on the thermometer, minus six with wind chill. Fond du Lac, nine above, but it feels like eight below. And in Madison this morning, seven above, but feels like six below. So like uh, Stu said, we're already shattering a whole lot of weather-related records out there for this, the What are we already? The 12th day of November. All right, coming up after 5.30, where's the hay? This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler like Restylane Lift is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. 
And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Here at Prairie Estates Genetics, we provide dairy farmers with high-quality silage minus the risks. You see, by combining our next-gen seed and next-gen forage management services, we're able to help dairy farmers improve harvest consistency, feed consistency, and milk production consistency. So why not do the same for your farm? Visit prairieestatesgenetics.com and see how you can make next year's harvest your best one yet. Prairie Estates Genetics, the future of forage is here. Another rig your ride idea from Madison Auto Trim. Take your gift giving up a notch or two. Surprise someone you love with something you'll know they'll love by giving the gift of leather. Madison Auto Trim and Accessories will replace your vehicle's factory cloth seats with the industry's most comfortable leather customization options. Madison Auto Trim and Accessories, affordable leather luxury everyone deserves to have. Improve what you already got and rig your ride with Madison Auto Trim. Gear up for fall with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We have everything you need for your vehicles and equipment to get you through the winter months. Like a Blaine's Farm and Fleet commercial battery. Now $3 off, priced from $52.99 after sale and exchange. Pick up an Easy 8 12-volt 8-gallons-per-minute transfer pump from GPI. On sale, $179.99. And pick up a 5-gallon fuel can with auto shutoff for use with diesel, kerosene, or gas. Your choice, $13.99. Plus, check out this doorbuster deal of the week. Farm and Fleet 15W40 diesel oil, a five-gallon bucket, just $34.99. Save on the brands you love, and now with Blaine's Loyalty Rewards Program, earn points and save even more. Join Blaine's Rewards today and take advantage of member rewards pricing, special offers and savings, and member-only events. Find values like these and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. All right, so, Zach, uh, Saturday, you know, kind of a sloppy win. Jonathan Taylor runs wild, though. Uh, Was that a good bounce-back win for Wisconsin against Iowa? It was. I was wrong on Jonathan Taylor, right? Uh, I said, he's not getting over 100 yards. There's no way he's getting over 100. Goes for 250, 130 of it in the fourth quarter alone. It was That was a, I don't want to say redemption game on the part of Wisconsin. The fact, but their offensive line and, and Jonathan Taylor had that opportunity, what, three weeks ago against Illinois to run out the clock and win a game, and they couldn't get it done, and Illinois wins. And this time, you get the two-point conversion stop, you've got three minutes to run off the clock, and they, they ran right down Iowa's throat. And they played Wisconsin bully ball and got it done and got a win. Yeah, it's, that's, uh, that's exactly what you wanted to see from them because it had been missing for about a month. You know, and uh, the offensive line, and Jonathan Taylor took it to them. All right, and then the, the other, uh, you know, storyline of the day, Zach, is obviously what happened in Minneapolis. I don't know how Evo is going to fornicate with a robot, but that's between him and his wife and his <laughs> and man parts robot. and his robot. I told him he should go buy, like, go down to, like, that, what, Red Letter News. Carbon 4 looks really confused yeah, right now. Right, that. We'll it's right you. down by Red Letter News. You know, go go buy, a, you know, a sex toy, and then he could fulfill the bet. But whatever, that's between him and his... Do you know any so. sex robots, Zach? I, I don't, actually, know, but I, I know that uh, you were 
Googling it hard there on Saturday, right? About yeah. Well, I got to pay up my and, bet. And, and the keyword there is hard, Zach. How surprised yeah. are you by Penn State? I like Cold. to Evo's credit. If I didn't have a lock of the century that I had burned on the Chargers and Packers the week before, I may have been right there with him. I'm like stunned at that result, man. Dude, lock of the century was Penn State to beat Minnesota. What happened? Would you have uh, bet five hundred dollars on that, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. By the way, I put it. I, I got to your Evo. Can you uh, make make sure Halpern gets that? I got a payment for yeah, it today. Thanks yeah, to yeah. Carbon for. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, well, that's just fifty cents. He's getting, no, I got some more coming. Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. I look. I, I, Minnesota. We, you even were tweet. You and I were tweeting it. That who they played, one ranked opponent. It's just, it's crazy to me. And that it wasn't like it was a fluke. I mean, the the fluke is that it's thirty one twenty six. It it could have been even worse. And James Franklin. I thought managed that game horribly, and I think they probably should have been trying to kick a field goal there at the end instead of having to kick a touchdown. Had they had he done a little bit uh, something different there early in the fourth quarter, is Minnesota good? Yes. Are they nine and zero good? I don't know. We'll see. Penn State. Well, Penn State had had their opportunities and they didn't they didn't finish it right. I think Minnesota was playing scared down the stretch and it allowed Penn State to even have a chance at that point to to score. But they're a good team, and now they they have to go to Iowa and then. Northwestern and then Wisconsin, all the pressure's on them at this point, right? There's no pressure on Iowa. There's no pressure on Wisconsin. It's uh, up to Minnesota. They're 9-0. You're 9-0 for the first time since 1904, and you have a chance to have an undefeated season, and uh, mm. it's it's on them. Well, okay. So I, first, I felt terrible, Zach. Then I felt better. I, had, <laughs> I put Nelson on the case, and he gets the gold server today. I had him look up what Iowa's record was when they beat Ohio State, and what their record was when they beat Michigan, and it was almost identical. It was three and three, and four and three. So they were kind of because my my point is, I was kind of out of it now. What's the incentive for the Hawkeyes on Saturday? You oh, know, where they sit. Yeah, well, there's that, and then there's, you know, ending Minnesota season, which they've, you know, they kept Ohio State and they kept Michigan out of the college football playoff the last two years. So uh, it gives me hope that the Hawkeyes can do it again on Saturday against the Gophers. What say you? Did you have uh, Nelly look up last time they won in Iowa City? Uh, ooh, I did not. I'm assuming it's, it's been, been a minute. Years. 20 well, years. Well, Harper, we found something that went in our favor, so that we stopped there. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it's been twenty years. If if Iowa allows Nate Stanley to play like they did at the end of the third and beginning of the fourth, let him sit back there and throw the ball, and because he's he's one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten, let him sit back there and throw the ball against them. I think they've got a chance to beat them, and I because I do think uh, Iowa's defense will keep them in the game, and uh, it's good, it's going to be up to Nate Stanley to make some plays. And, he can't squat um, six hundred though. He can't. <laughs> Ain't squatting six hundred. Ain't squat six hundred, man. That was a great line. Chris, Chris Orr is the great Hey, I have to ask you, Chris Orr, and Miller brought up a good point. I think it was because they played in it, but was a pinstripe bowl official there handing out free swag, or was it an old hat? Because Chris Orr was wearing a pinstripe bowl hat. Those, no, those are, that is the most functional bowl gift I think those guys have ever gotten. That's from last and year, though, right? They gave to the media as well. And so I think I've worn it once, and it was in the coldest press box I've ever been in because I was his open air at Yankee Stadium. I haven't worn it since. But yeah, no, that that pinstripe bowl hat. I'm just thinking I, no, Zach, Zach two years ago they're in the orange hat. you know, they're in the orange bowl two years ago. Can we have a nice like orange bowl blazer or you Ooh, know a blazer. Hey by the way your blazer still here in the or something, office. you know can we get some this is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five thirty-five now on a Tuesday morning. Don't forget Bryce Noor, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, FarmFutures.com, joining us live via Skype in about fifteen minutes. Find out what's happening in the markets. I'll give you a sneak peek. They are gaining a little ground after a tough 
Veterans Day Monday. Look for some sunshine today, but it's not going to warm up very much. 18 are expected high. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. So on this day back in 1836, Governor Dodge, Henry Dodge, signed the first law for the state of Wisconsin. We were actually a territory at that time, and the law basically described how the legislators were supposed to behave and how citizens were supposed to behave towards the legislators. They say even with this kind of legislation in place, it never stopped them from having very vocal arguments, fist fights, or even shooting one another. (laughs) So on this date back in 1836, Governor Henry Dodge signed the very first Wisconsin law into effect. Also on this day, recycling went into a whole new orbit back in... uh, 1984, the first salvage operation in space happened. They had two different astronauts on Space Shuttle Discovery that walked on the moon to salvage parts from two different satellites. So recycling in a whole different orbit. And now you know. Well, if you've got livestock, you already know that it has become expensive to keep them fed. Uh, Not so much the corn and the soybeans, but boy, if you need to have good quality hay for your dairy animals, if you need to have hay for any of your animals, the price keeps going up. That's according to Dr. Dan Understander, University Extension Ford Specialist, retired. He's been keeping an eye on supplies and situations, not just in Wisconsin, but all around the upper Midwest, and it's been another tough growing season. He spoke with Josh Scramlin. It was a very difficult year. Uh, Like with all the other crops, we had a late and a wet spring, and we've had a wet fall, so we've had trouble getting into fields at the appropriate time and and to harvest uh, quality forage. Now, how was 2019 for hay and forage across the country? Um, And it's a similar story certainly all across the Midwest that we were wet early and had difficulty getting in. Uh, But even as far south as Kansas and Nebraska, they had trouble getting hay made. And so what we're seeing is that nationally the uh, quality hay is somewhat scarce. Uh, The tonnage isn't too bad, but uh, quality forage that we want for our dairy cattle are uh, really not very common. All right, thank you so much for that. And how have hay prices been looking uh, throughout 2019? Well, they've held... uh, pretty firm and then recently been rising a little bit. Uh, We generally have seen the quality dairy hay be something around or above $200 a ton. And uh, most recently it's risen about 40 or 50 bucks. I think now that the season's over, people have a better handle of uh, what the total availability is. As long as the season's going on, there's always hope for next cutting. But uh, at this point, we know pretty well what we have, and that's what's going to have to get us through the winter and into next spring. Now, how can farmers better manage their forage supply throughout the year? Do you have any tips or suggestions for that? The the first thing is is (coughs) that uh, it, it has been important to be able to be ready to go when the weather is good, uh, to put the hay in a wide swath so that it dries rapidly and can be harvested uh, the same day or the next day. That's helped us get in between a lot of these showers. Um, 
the other thing that I might point out, too, is that we might need to think a little bit more about alfalfa because we've had all the same difficulties with the corn crop. So when we're feeding two silages, corn and alfalfa, and uh, they both have had issues, you need to pay particular attention to balance forage testing first to see what we have, and second to balance the rations to the best ability with the feedstuffs we have, or if the quality of either is really low, it may be worthwhile to look around for another source, even at this date. Yeah, you're talking about different sources. Uh, how far are people having to go to find quality hay? Uh, from the Midwest here, it's in some distance. There is some quality hay in Manitoba. Uh, there have been individual cuttings across Iowa and Kansas that have been good and, and other cuttings that were not. So basically, though, we're... Uh, while there is some locally, uh, because it was spotty, uh, for the most part, we're really looking at going a few hundred to a thousand miles to get quality forage. And that turns into extra expense just to get the hay to your Wisconsin location. Dr. Dan Undersander, retired University Extension forage specialist. Now remember, there is a University Extension website that tries to pair farmers that are in need with farmers that have hay supplies. Farmer to Farmer through the UW Extension site can help you make that connection. It's 541. Interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company? Rural Mutual Insurance is offering a $2,000 signing bonus to new agents hired before December 2nd. That's right, a great career with a great Wisconsin company plus a $2,000 signing bonus if you're hired before December 2nd. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. World-class research and education is drawing even more students to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW-Madison campus. Did you know that that school trained more than 50% of the veterinarians now practicing in the state? And that includes new graduate Tyler Mack, a Pennsylvania native that found his way to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. When I applied, there was around 30 veterinary schools. But for the University of Wisconsin itself, for example, there was, I believe... Uh, 1,000 or 1,200 applicants for 80 spots. Congratulations, Tyler Mack, new graduate from the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, practicing right here in the state. But remember, the school is out of space. It has not significantly grown since it opened in 1983. The goal is to raise about 30% of the entire project's cost, and you can help. Write a letter, make a phone call, send an email. Find out details on how you can support the expansion at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine online. Animals need heroes to TOO.com. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. You know, even though we've got plenty of crops still standing around the state of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service took an estimate on what we'll actually harvest. As far as corn is concerned, 
463 million bushel of corn expected to be harvested. That averages about 163 bushel to the acre, and it's down 9 bushel to the acre from last year. Soybeans, about 79.6 million bushel coming in. Average yield, about 46 bushel to the acre, and that's down about 2 bushel compared to last year. The folks that had a better crop, potatoes. Yeah, our Wisconsin potato crops coming in about 29 million hundredweight of potatoes that will harvest. That is up about 7% from last year. The average yield per acre up about 1,500 weight compared to last year. So good news, better news for our spud producers. Better news overnight as far as the markets are concerned. Right now, December corn's up a penny and a half, 374 and three quarters with March, up a penny and a quarter, 383 and a quarter. November beans are up a penny at 906. January, two and a quarter cents higher, 919 and a quarter. March uh, soybeans up two and a half at 933. The wheat for December's up a penny at 506 and three quarters. July new crop wheat up three quarters of a cent at 520 and a half. Dairy was very quiet yesterday. Barrel and block cheese both unchanged. Double A butter up three, two oh six and three quarters per pound. Fluid milk in overnight trade is also trying to gain back lost ground. December milk's up a nickel right now at nineteen twenty four. January closed at seventeen ninety five a hundred weight. So what is happening in the marketplace this morning to give some renewed life to corn and beans? Is it just profit taking? Is it a turnaround Tuesday? What's going on? Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, joins us live via Skype next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org MLB. Stand up with us. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Wisconsin's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. Putting the cheese on the crackers. 
It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. 547 now as we roll into a Tuesday morning. It's sub-zero out there, folks. We have got some records shattering across the state of Wisconsin. Not good news for man or beast. Is it good for our markets? Uh, Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, FarmFutures.com. Joining us one of the one of the last few times. Uh, I don't know if you've mentioned it before, Bryce, but you are officially retiring at the end of this week. Is that correct? Uh, pretty much. I'll be uh, continuing to uh, write a column uh, on a regular basis uh, for farmfutures.com and Farm Futures uh, Magazine, but uh, no longer uh, setting my alarm clock for uh, <laughs> five o'clock in the morning. How many years have you been doing this? Uh, too long. <laughs> Well, we wanted to make sure that's kind of part of the reason why I wanted to make sure I was around for the last couple of conversations, because we have definitely so valued and appreciated your uh, contributions. Let's talk about what's happening out there today besides these sub-zero temperatures, Bryce. Is there anything else much that's nudging this market? I mean, we still have uh, some measurable crops standing in farm fields across the upper Midwest with this sudden onslaught of winter. Uh, What's the market talking about today? Well, the the real dominant factor continues to be the uh, trade negotiations with China. One day we see, we hear positive comments, the next day negative comments, and the mood of the market really seems to follow that, uh, particularly uh, soybeans, but also corn and wheat uh, being affected by that because the dollar of the value tends to fluctuate uh, depending on uh, whether or not uh, people are in a bullish mood or a bearish mood. Uh, now, today, President Trump is speaking in New York and uh, the market waiting uh, to see what he says about uh, these trade negotiations. He made some kind of negative comments over the weekend, and that's what put us back on our heels a little bit yesterday, although uh, uh, at least the stock market was able to uh, to uh, recover, even if the uh, grain market didn't. Uh, other than that, we're really in a holding pattern here now. Even though, like you said, the, the harvest continues to drag on, we won't get any hard facts about the size of the 2019 corn and soybean crops until USDA's January uh, crop production report. Uh, the numbers we got last Friday uh, are it. And uh, so that will keep uh, the market kind of uh, in, a, in a vacuum here. Uh, we can take a look at things like the cash market, uh, which gives us an indication of uh, the su- relative supply and demand. And what we've been seeing there is, uh, uh, at times, very strong basis. Uh, the corn basis especially, uh, until this week, uh, has really been on fire in uh, quite a few areas. Now, we backed off yesterday on rising barge freight rates, but still uh, if folks are delivering uh, into uh, to an elevator, they're shipping it out to the river, Watch your bids because the slow pace of harvest uh, means those uh, buyers are having to uh, pay up, uh, uh, at least on the basis, uh, because the futures price is so weak. Also, a lot of ethanol plants have really uh, lifted their bids. Many of them are uh, uh, premium to futures at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and I know that everybody's been looking to angle for any penny they can find. The other part that alarms me a little bit, Bryce, is there is absolutely no indication that people should be selling anything right now. I mean, even the even the river open contracts are not necessarily giving us any kind of benefit to storing for the next three months. 
Right. I, I think one thing a farmer should look at, uh, maybe uh, particularly uh, if they don't have a lot of on-farm on storage, rather than just taking it to town and paying the storage fee there, see if you can get a basis contract. Uh, that's still going to leave you exposed if the futures market uh, goes down, but it uh, could be cheaper than uh, than just uh, uh, paying the storage mm -hmm. fees in town. Uh, the, there's not a lot of carry in the corn market, uh, maybe about a penny uh, penny per bushel per month after you pay the interest charge. Uh, so um, that's why those river open bids really aren't that great. Uh, the market kind of wants the corn now. And uh, usually it's a good time to sell when your customer wants it. Anybody say anything about the corn or beans that they are getting, Bryce? I mean, we, we've been doing some reports locally on some of the issues. You know, if you dry those beans too fast, we got splits, the test weight issue on corn. What are you hearing on a broader scope? Yeah, uh, you know, the lot of high moisture corn out there. Mm -hmm. uh, overall, uh, I haven't heard a lot of negative comments about quality, although some people, you know, reporting uh, problems with uh, with mold in the soybeans and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, an indication of uh, just how much uh, the grain market wants corn right now, uh, ADM uh, at uh, uh, some of its plants in Illinois and Iowa is actually paying the cost of drying. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, and there, of course there's a lot of wet corn out there hmm. and, uh, now the, the, the quality issues, if they come, are probably going to come down the road, uh, very difficult to, uh, to assess that right now. But some of the reports I'm getting on our feedback from the field column suggest that despite all the wet corn, uh, the quality is actually pretty decent. But again, uh, that's, uh, from spot to spot from field to field, it's going to vary. So what are you going to keep an eye on then today until we talk with you again on Thursday, Bryce? Well, we, we'll uh, get an export inspections report out today. We'll be watching that uh, for a movement to China. Uh, China has a large book of unshipped sales, so they need to keep uh, moving them out uh, aggressively. And then we're just looking at where people are uh, sourcing their uh, purchases now around the world and uh, to see if they're still going to be uh, buying soybeans from the U.S. or starting to book those South American beans that are going to be coming out of the market in January, February. And also where they're buying corn from. Uh, they're still buying corn out of Brazil and the Black Sea. And that's why our corn exports have been so disappointing lately. And even the wheat market, highly competitive. Some of our regular customers there have switched over to that uh, cheaper Black Sea wheat and even some uh, Argentine wheat. Uh, so uh, there's a, there's still adequate supplies around the world. One reason why uh, the market hasn't gotten too excited about these smaller U.S. crops. All right. Well, we'll see what the export number holds in store for us, and we'll catch up with you again on Thursday. Stay warm down there, Bryce. Bryce Nor, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joining us live for one of the few times remaining before he retires at uh, the end of this week and enjoy some vacation time. So cherish every item that he gives you because uh, once he's gone, he's gone. Well, I will not be gone, thank goodness. I am back along with you tomorrow morning. We'll be talking with Dr. Sean Conley, our University Extension Soybean Specialist, on our Soybean Checkoff Chat on these soybeans that are still standing out there. Will we be able to do anything with them? Are we going to get them? And if we get them, do we want them? We'll see you tomorrow morning. Stay warm.